So uh, as I said, we've got CSF here, Christian Student Fellowship. They work as a student ministry at UIS, and we are very, very excited to have them with us today. And so would you, uh, I know you've heard him sing, but now would you please give a very warm welcome to uh, Mr. David Lasley. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for letting us come today um, and get to hang out with you guys and worship together. And um, we just, we're just really grateful to be here. Um, I hope you know that. We're grateful for um, your partnership in the gospel, um, for how your community has um, really fueled um, the ministry um, that happens on campus to college students. And um, my, my prayer for today as we um, have this time together is really just that you would be encouraged that you'd be encouraged by how God is at work through your investment, through the commitment that you've made. Um, he is doing some incredible things out at UIS, through UIS and Lincoln Land students, and um, it's because of you um, that that stuff happens, God using you. So thank you. Um, so we, uh, we actually just got back from a mission trip to Haiti a couple weeks ago now. And uh, we, we worked with this orphans ministry there, and, and we did a VBS while we were there. And it was just a great trip. All of our students and staff as well who went just walked away with some really great stories and just learned a lot from having this experience of just being sent out um, to this new place. And I think there's something about that that, you know, when we get sent out, when we get, like, to this new location, and we stay there for a little while, there's something really formative about that experience um, for us. I know it's the case for us. Maybe you've experienced that too. Maybe you've been on a mission trip before, or maybe you were in the military and you were sent overseas, or maybe it was something else where you just took an extended time somewhere else. There's just something about that that I guess somehow like rattles us a little bit and, and, and we're shaped by that experience. Every year, there are thousands and thousands of college students that are sent off to a university, um, to universities all around the country for what will be some of the most formative years of their whole lives. Statistically, we see that in college, students ask some really key questions and usually find answers to these questions in college. There are four questions in particular that seem to come up again and again. And the first one is, what's my career path? So what's my job going to be? What am I going to do with the rest of my life is one question they ask. They ask, what do I believe? What do I believe about God? What do I believe about my relationship with him? Is he a good God? Is he loving? Do I, is there a God at all? Like, you know, what do I believe about God? Another one is, who will I marry? Lots of students ask that question of what am I going to do with my dating life, you know, and so they ask big questions about that. And probably the biggest one, the one that comes up the most is, uh, what's my identity? Like, what is it that I am going to identify myself with? Is it going to be my career? Is it going to be money? Is it going to be another person? Is it a relationship? Is it going to be God? And so these questions come up, and all the students are asking these questions during this time, and they find answers for these questions. This becomes incredibly urgent when we think about the fact that on the college campus at the University of Illinois Springfield, after four years, these are the future doctors, the future lawyers, 
the future Illinois politicians, the future teachers, the future social workers, you name it. They come from the college campus. Two, really the future world leaders as well, international students. In order to come to the United States for college, you have to have wealth and influence in other countries to be able to make that trip. So truly, the future world leaders are coming to our doorstep just down the road. They're, they're getting answers to these questions. And it's because of this that I can't think of a more strategic place for us to impact our world for Christ, our world for Christ. As a campus minister with Christian Student Fellowship, I've had the privilege of seeing God like capture the hearts of students from all these different backgrounds and career fields and making life-changing decisions to follow Christ. And it's been so cool to see. And that's really what CSF is all about, is we want to be a community that's helping students find their way back to God. And we give them places to connect and to serve and to grow and then to be sent out on Jesus' mission, both on campus and for the rest of their lives. And some of the ways that we do that is we offer a weekly worship service on Monday nights um, where students can come and worship God together in community. And we, we share a message that's relevant to college students in that time. We do student-led small group Bible studies throughout campus in students' dorm rooms and townhouses and apartments, giving students an opportunity to really connect in a deeper way with the word and with each other. We do service projects and mission trips like I was just talking about, and we do outreach on campus. And all of this is for the same idea that we really want to see students have every opportunity to find their way back to God. Really, though, we do all those things. We have all those programs and that sort of stuff that goes on, but really kind of the heartbeat of what we want to be all about. Our vision is that we would see students who become disciples, who make disciples while on campus and for the rest of their lives. Discipleship is really the heartbeat of what we do. And we see that that was really Jesus' model. You know, he took the small group of people and he invested in them deeply and he was encouraging them and teaching them and modeling for them how to do ministry. And then he sent them out to do the work. And for us, we want to do the same thing. That's why we have full-time staff. There are three of us on staff, myself, Gretchen Magruder, you can wave your hand, Lindsay, Lasley as well. And that, that's really our primary responsibility on staff. And really what the bulk of your finances go toward is, is us having a chance to be on campus to invest deeply in students who will then go to their classmates, their roommates, their peers, their coworkers to disciple them in becoming more like Christ. And so... That's really what we want to be all about. And it has been so cool just to see all the different ways that God has been doing that work, using students to help other students find their way back to God. And we've invited some students today. Um, they're going to share some stories about what God is up to, um, and Gretchen is going to share as well. Um, and, and Anthony asked us, though, before we do that, Anthony asked us to share just some prayer requests, um, just some things that you can know what's going on, how you can be praying for us. And so I was just going to share a few of those before we um, have students and Gretchen come up to share some stories just about what's going on. Um, a couple ways you can be praying for us. Your prayer, I, I, was, I was talking with Denise in the, in the back and she was talking about praying for us. Thank you so much for your prayer. The, your prayer fuels the ministry on campus. Your prayer is so needed for students to have these life-changing decisions um, that, that God is orchestrating. So thank you so much for that. Um, you can be praying for us, partnering with us through prayer. One way is just for God to raise up 
the next generation of students to be selfless, loving disciples of him on campus, that they would be really intentional about that. If you know anything about college students, um, this isn't dogging them, it's just the reality, I think, of the, the season of life that they kind of get this tunnel vision and life is kind of all about them. You know, it's about their career, it's about their lives, what they want to do. Um, but we know that Jesus calls us to be servants, to be focused on others, to be intentional and in loving them. If you'd be praying with us that God would raise up more students um, to be loving and selfless on campus, to have more impact, to reach more students, um, we would really appreciate that. Along those lines, you can pray, too, for the freshmen that are coming in. Tons of freshmen in under two months are going to be coming to campus. They're going to be wide-eyed. They're going to look like the deer in headlights sort of thing. <laughs> like, seriously, it's how, that's how it looks. And what they're going to be asking for, they're going to be asking this question, like, what is my community? Who are going to be my friends? I, I don't have any friends right now. And seriously, they will latch on. I did this when I was in college. They will latch on to the first people that they meet. And so you think about the ministry opportunity that we have in the first seven to ten days with the freshmen that come. We want to be their community. We want to show them that we care about them, that God loves them and cares about them. And so you can be praying for those freshmen that they would connect with CSF, they would connect with our community, um, they would find our community to show Christ's love in that way. We would really appreciate that. You can pray too. You can pray for our finances. We have a newsletter with more inf information about our finances. Um, you can always be praying for that, but we want you to know just how grateful we are for what you already give, how you already support this ministry. Um, and so, but you can, you can be praying for that as well. We have a goal to increase our budget um, by $30,000 annually. So you can be praying toward that. We're trusting that God will provide that. Um, so you can be praying for that. There's some ways to participate as well. Beyond just prayer, um, how many of you are those people that like love the kitchen, you, you love to bake, you bake for all the church functions, yes, you are the best people, you are the best people, and you have an incredible opportunity to minister to college students because college students love free food, <laughs> they, love, they love free food, and it is really, it is a great way um, to show hospitality, to help them feel loved, and, and especially like at our Monday night worship service, they kind of walk in, and it's like, what do I do, where do I go, there are all these people that I don't know, okay, there's some food, I'll go get some food, and then I've got this thing that I'm holding, you know, and so we, we have um, different groups bring baked goods every week to our worship service so that students can feel welcomed and can feel um, comforted, so if that's you, um, we would love to have you sign up um, to, to bring, to bake desserts for our Monday night service, there are other opportunities too to bring free food um, at special events that we do, whether it's um, an outreach thing or whether it's a community event, um, lots of different ways. So we'd love if you would participate in that way. Um, you can participate too. There's a, a card. Um, like I said, freshmen are coming pretty quick here. And uh, that first week of school, we call it Welcome Week. The university actually calls it Welcome Week. It's where we welcome the freshmen in. And like I said, we want to connect with them. And so we have just this big list of stuff that we want to do. We just want to do a bunch of stuff so that students can know um, what's going on with CSF. And so um, we'll, do, uh, we'll do an ultimate nacho night where we offer free food. And oh, oh my goodness, uh, <laughs> it, students really like free nachos, I guess. So yeah, we were amazed. This last year we did it for the first time. We had like hundreds of college students um, come out for it. It was a great chance to connect. So um, we do an ultimate nacho night. Um, we'll do a bonfire night with s'mores. 
Um, another thing on here is Starbucks gift cards. We, we really like to have intentional conversations, one-on-one -on -one or two-on-one -on -one times with these freshmen coming in, just a chance to really get to know them more. And so Starbucks gift cards that kind of affords us that opportunity to be like, hey, can I, can I take you out for coffee? Can we hang out for an hour? Um, it's a good chance to get to know them. So that's a, that's a really easy, great way to participate is donating Starbucks gift cards. Um, and there are other things on here as well. If you go out to the table in the back, you can see those um, too. So uh, as well, you know, as an individual, if, if you want to become uh, a, a to give a special gift or to become a pledged donor, we would love to talk to you about that. Um, we can talk more about that in the back. So there are lots of ways to partner and participate. So um, I believe there's a sign-up sheet is, uh, in the back for us to, if you, if you want to get involved and, and know about our newsletter and know what's going on, um, we send out a newsletter quarterly, I think it is, just about what's going on so you can stay up to date as well. So those are just a few ways that you can connect. Um, but I'm going to stop talking so that uh, Josh Wells can come up. Come on up, Josh Wells. Hey guys, how are you? I would use this mic, but David's too short, so I've got to use this one. Cool, I'm really glad to be here. Um, kind of share with you guys my story, a little bit of my story, um, what CFSF has done for me, and then I get to share with you guys about our trip to Haiti that we took, that I got to go on. Um, let's see, 20 years ago, 20 some years ago, I guess, and I didn't, I didn't actually know this until recently, but uh, well, I'll start with, I grew up in Rochester, Illinois. I don't know if any of you know where that's at. It's right next to Springfield. Small town, kind of like this. Not as, not as small as Loami, but um, born and raised there all my life. Um, went to Rochester Christian Church. That's been my home church forever. It's where I was born and raised. And, um, and that's where Gretchen and Todd uh, have gone to church, the people who started Christian Student Fellowship. So 20-some uh, years ago today, uh, 20-some years ago, my grandpa and uh, the elders of the church, um, when Gretchen and Todd went to them and said that they wanted to start a, a student ministry on uh, Sangamon State at the time uh, that eventually became UIS, um, they kind of helped get that off the ground, start it, um, get things going financially. And so uh, little did my grandpa know that however many years later, that Christian Student Fellowship would be what got me back to Christ. So, um, you know, I grew up in the church, and then, but then I went off to college, and I was one of those kids that was the deer in the headlights, and I uh, didn't know myself, didn't have an identity, and I found that, in, uh, found that in a fraternity, found that in partying, and eventually in drugs and alcohol. Um, I became an addict and an alcoholic really fast. Um, so for two and a half years, I spent at uh, Eastern Illinois University uh, doing that. That was my whole life. Um, so finally, after two and a half years, I'm like, okay, I'll go home. I'll be able to stop. Everything will be cool. I'll, I'll just get away from it. So I did. I went home um, thinking that everything would be fine once I was at home. But, uh, but the drugs and alcohol followed me. The addiction followed me. So uh, things didn't get better. They actually just con con continued to get worse. Um, and then uh, Gretchen knew I was back home, kept badgering me about coming to Christian Tomb Fellowship. She's like, we have this place. You're not, you're not at UIS yet, but you can just keep, you know, just come. So 
I eventually started going to, to CSF and uh, through some circumstances, through people investing in me in Christian Student Fellowship, I eventually went to rehab, spent three weeks in rehab and came home and was able to really kind of finally, after a long time, kind of start being a part of CSF. I started playing on the worship team. I've been doing that for a while now. Um, and then uh, this past year, I was able to be a small group leader, which was really awesome. Just being able to uh, kind of invest in some guys and really uh, study the word with them, spend a lot of time with them. But uh, that's what you guys are doing. Like you guys giving financially, like through through David and through Gretchen, like really intentionally, like coming to me and say, you know, David spent hours with me just sitting and talking and we would meet every week and um, just spend a lot of time together. And through him doing that, uh, was able to kind of just lead me back to God, you know, because I had fallen away. There was a time where I didn't even, didn't even believe at all, and um, he was really able to do that, and Gretchen through just annoying me to the point where I finally decided to go, and, you know, I was able to, you know, God was able to, to work through them and to work in my life, and so now, now God's able to be working through me to start to be investing in other guys through our small group, um, and through the group of guys that I met, you know, I've, I had never had a group of friends before that, um, that were Christians because they chose to be, you know, all the friends I had growing up were Christians because we all went to church together because our parents all went to church. And so, but these are, I get to, I found a group of people that are, that are all following Christ because that's who their identity is in and that's what they've chosen. And that was, that was really unique to me and something that I found in, in Christian Student Fellowship. So you guys are helping that happen with the, mo- with the money and the prayers and everything. Um, you're allowing that to take place. And I'm just, I'm one story. There's stories like me every single year, every single semester. But I'm just one. So now you have at least a face to put, like, this is what, this is what your money's going to and this is what your prayers are doing. Because God's doing some really cool things in Christian Student Fellowship. Um, this past, I guess, not this past, actually like two weeks ago, I guess it was. It seems like it was a long time ago, but we were able to take a trip to Haiti. I've never been on a mission trip before, and I've never been out of the country, so I just decided to do them both in one go. And so uh, after long, long preparation and everything, we're, we were able to go and spend a week in Haiti um, we stayed at a place called Christianville. It was a really, really awesome place, but we were able to, uh, through Christianville, kind of reach out to the community in different ways. There's a church called uh, Grand Savan Christian Church, and they actually have a school as well. Um, and so we were able to, throughout the week in Haiti, which is the hottest place on planet Earth, I have to say. It's very, very warm there, which is really nice. But we were able to uh, run a VBS, Vacation Bible School, for like 150 kids. And it was nuts. I'll tell, oh, you parents, I've ne- I don't have kids, but you parents, my goodness. Because they, they don't listen, they don't, but they're so cool. We got to work with some, we got to work with some translators and some people that um, work at Grand Savan, and we were just able to, to do skits for them. They love skits, they like watching it. Really, they like watching us make fools of ourselves, but, uh, but we were able to do skits and kind of talk to them and ask them questions. We were able to play games with them. We were able to sing songs with them. They love songs. That's the only way to keep their attention, 
is by singing songs and they get to do things with their arms and, you know, legs. But they're, you know, and, uh, and then at the end of the week, we were able to feed them a meal. Um, I don't think what, what we realized, what we didn't know at the time and didn't realize is that, like, that meal that we fed them, like, at the end of the week was, like, the only meal that they had in, like, two days. Um, we, gave, we gave plates, I, I kid you not, almost as big as the head of this drum, that big, and piled it with food, like, just enor- an enormous amount of food that, like, probably none of us in here would have been able to eat all of. And there were kids that were five years old that just ate it in, like, three minutes. It was crazy. I mean, and we were able, just through being there, we were able to just serve them and take them their food and give them water and just kind of talk with them and hang out with them as they were able to do that. Um, And that was really awesome to be able to spend a week with those kids um, that probably don't have a lot of interaction with adults and, and with people that are spending time, because, I mean, their family members are just doing everything they can just to make money so that they can eat and survive. So we were able to just spend time with them, just caring for them and playing with them and, and just having fun with them. And that was really special, I hope for them, but but really for us to see the way that they live and to see just how, even through having very little, almost nothing, that they are some of the funnest and most joyful people. Like, they're just so excited. Like, when they see a soccer ball, just, they're just, it's just, they're so happy. And that was really amazing to witness, um, kind of coming from so much privilege and so much money and, you know, how much, you know, how much we have that we don't need. You know, that was amazing. We were able to uh, spend every day with a young couple that actually grew up in Rochester. I, I knew grew up with this young man him and his wife, less than two years ago, decided to move to Haiti and start an orphanage. I don't know how that is even possible, how that's done, but through an organization called In His Hands, they were able to go and they didn't even have a house when they went down there. They, had, they didn't have a place to live, but they just kind of built a house around themselves and then they started an orphanage. And now they have... Uh, they have housing for like 20 orphans, and they're actually making a house for more. Um, good housing, it's got elect- they have electricity and they have water. They're building a well right now so they can have running water all the time. Um, they have chicken coops, so they have food for themselves. And then they, uh, we just, they just built a bathhouse, so with toilets and showers. And we were, that, what we did for them was we, just, uh, we helped paint that. Um, but, most, but mostly we just got to go and spend time with them is really what it was. Um, you know, we were able to help some and, and paint a lot of it. But what, for us, what was the, the awesome part was just to hear them, hear about what God was doing in their lives and how God was leading them, you know, how they just kind of dropped everything that they had, all this stuff here in the United States, and just decided to move down and, and um, answer the call that God was giving to them. And uh, to see how, how they're impacting the community, how they're impacting the children um, that they've, brought in, but how they're also impacting the community through, you know, giving people jobs and teaching, you know, they're teaching people English, and that's giving them opportunities to work for, for different um, organizations, and they are, they're able to support their families, and, and so they're doing a lot of cool things, and so we were able to, to be a part of both of those things throughout the week, um, and that was really awesome, just to see what God's doing down there uh, through through the people that he has called. Um, 
And it reminds me a lot of, of David and Lindsay and, and Gretchen, just how, um, how they're called, how you know, God called them, and, and it doesn't make really financial sense to be a campus minister, and it doesn't, it's hard because you only get you know, two or three or four years with these kids, and you see a lot of horrible things. You see a lot of kids going through a lot of horrible things, and, but, but God's called them to do this, and, uh, and they answered. And, and through that faithfulness in God, they're, able to, they're, they're changing lives. They were able to change my life and bring me back to God. And, and, um, and so that's, I hope you guys understand that like, that's, that's what you're giving to. You're giving so that they can do that full-time. That can be their, their whole, that, they can, that can be what they do is that call. And, uh, and your prayers that can, kind of can just surround us and, and kind of lead us and guide us. So I just thank you guys so much for that. That's awesome. That's my very long spiel that should have been much shorter, but when the spirit's moving, you got to call, answer the call, you know. But uh, thanks a lot, guys. I'll let uh, Gretchen come up and talk to you. Hi. Yeah, so I'm Gretchen, and um, I don't think I just pastor kids. I, um, I, I don't try to nag them into coming necessarily, but um, I, was, I was able to go on the mission trip uh, with the team, and so I just wanted to share a little bit about that from a staff perspective. Um, Christian Student Fellowship and campus ministries are really similar, I think, to the local church in that we do, we kind of take the church to the campus. And so, um, you know, we do worship services like you do worship services. <clears throat> we do small groups and Bible studies like you do small groups and Bible studies. And, and I'm so um, happy to walk in and to see the missions that you support and that you pray for, um, to know that you value missions and we value missions in the same way. And um, that's for a couple different reasons. One is that we want the gospel to be shared all over the world and we want people to know Christ. The other reason why missions is so important in our context is because when our students take mission trips, it changes them. Like it changes their perspective. When they have these experiences, it changes their future um, in a lot of different ways. Um, on this trip to Haiti, you know, there were things like students, several students hadn't been out of the country before, and so um, they got to experience new kinds of food. And we had goat chili um, in Haiti. And part of the reason that we had goat chili, and that's actually the meal that we fed um, at, to them at the orphanage, is that there are some really smart people who figured out that the Haitians really need to have more protein in their diet. And a way to do that was to create this recipe for goat chili. And it would help the kids have more protein so that they could be better learners at school. Um, and so our students learned that goat chili was delicious. And um, it wasn't as strange as it sounded. And um, our students got to have new experiences like um, you know, having a tarantula in our living area. <laughs> um, and it was fine, and we survived. It wasn't a big deal. That they could survive being in the hottest place on earth, where it, what it seemed like, you know, when you think, how can I survive without air conditioning? And they did. It was okay. And it was good for students to have those kinds of experiences on this trip. Um, but the other thing that I love to see is for students to see their future differently because of a trip like this. We were at this place called Christianville. It's kind of a village um, where they do all kinds of different ministries there. They do sustainable crops. They're the ones that came up with this goat chili recipe because they're really trying to make a long-term difference in the lives of Haitians. And so 
There was a woman who was there. Um, she just comes down to Haiti for a few months out of the year as a retired um, agriculture teacher. And she kind of sets up the programs um, for learning what crops will grow in Haiti, what will do well in Haiti, how to take care of if there is some sort of, um, some sort of disease on the banana plants, how to take care of that. And so our students got to see that if they had some sort of degree like in biology or in agriculture, that that's something that God could use on the mission field. And um, we met another man at Christianville who works for a portable generator company in the United States. And he comes down to Haiti four times a year. He has a deal with his boss that he lets him off. And he comes to Haiti, and he just maintains the generators at the mission. And that's his ministry. He uses his um, expertise and his skills to serve God, but he doesn't have to live in Haiti all year round. And then we got to see the couple that, um, that Josh was talking about, some young newlyweds, really, that just left everything and have moved themselves down to Haiti um, just to love kids. And what happens is that the college students begin to see that their future isn't just about their job. It's not just about being a teacher. It's not just about being um, a social worker. It's not just about being a computer programmer, but how could I be a missionary using my gifts? I could do it here in the United States. Um, I could do it overseas somewhere, but there are tons of ways um, that students can use their gifts and use their education for the kingdom. And that is what's really exciting about mission trips, and that's one of the reasons why it's so important. And sometimes, um, you know, mission trips get a bad rap, like why don't we just send the money, why do, why do you have to send a whole team? But it changes students. We had one student go with us, her name is Megan, and um, she's a nursing major, and um, she was a little nervous about flying, a little nervous about going on the trip. But a couple weeks before we left, um, some of the missionaries messaged me and said, hey, do you have anybody on your team who takes photographs? Because we don't, we don't have any like good pictures for our support raising material, for our families. We don't, we don't have good pictures here. And uh, I remembered that Megan was a photographer and that she, on the side, takes pictures at like weddings and family pictures. And, uh, and so I asked her, would you bring your camera? And she did that and took family pictures um, for the missionaries and took pictures of their facility. And, um, and after that, she was so struck by that. I never thought that being able to take pictures, being able, like having a good camera and being a photographer would be something that God could use. But he did. It was huge. Um, another student that we took was Abigail. And Abigail is an anthropology major. Um, she's kind of changed her major a few times. And uh, Abigail is a student that, um, that I get to meet with on a regular basis for the last couple years. Um, she and I meet weekly for kind of a discipleship relationship. And, uh, and in that time, you know, we've, we discuss a lot of different kinds of things. But one of the things we would talk about was how she spends her money. And we, I would tease her because she goes to Olive Garden a lot. <laughs> and I think, how does a college student afford to go to Olive Garden so much? Um, and she would say, oh, it's not that often. I, I know how to deal it. I, you know, I get the cheap stuff, whatever. But um, it was hard, for, you know, it's hard for a college student to understand why how she used her money was important until she went to Haiti. 
And at the Vacation Bible School, she fell in love with a little girl there who um, was part of this Vacation Bible School. And, uh, and near the end of the week, she was talking to the pastor at the church um, and found out that this little girl didn't have a sponsor. Most of those kids had sponsors who would make sure that their food was paid for and their education was paid for, um, just kind of oversee their expenses. But this little girl didn't have a sponsor. And so we had some conversations about that, that um, that, that might be a good way to spend your money, but doing something like that is a huge commitment. And, um, and so she thought long and hard about it and prayed about it and came back and, and decided that that's what she's going to do with her money, that she's going to sponsor this little girl, that she would have schooling and education, that she'd have clothing and that she'd have food. Um, the reason that mission trips are so important to us is that we get to see students, like just the lights come on, and they see what the possibilities are, how they could spend their lives for God in different ways than they ever thought possible. Um, so thank you for being a part of that. Um, your partnership with our campus ministry allows David and I and Lindsay and I to be able to take trips like this with students and um, to have that one-on-one -on -one time, that like 24 hours a day processing, what did you see? What do you think God wants you to do about that? What does that mean for your life and your relationships and your choices at home? Um, so it is a blessing uh, and an adventure to get to be a part of that. So thank you so much. I'm going to ask Aranda to come up. Aranda is our last student that's going to talk to you. And um, she is one of our college students that I also get to meet with during the semester. Come on up. Yeah. So you're going to love it. Hello, everybody. Um, I'm going to try to make this quick. I know we've been pretty long, but... I do appreciate you guys for allowing us to speak um, and to give you guys insight on what Christian Student Fellowship is all about. Um, um, for me, personally, um, I'll give you guys a little background. I will be a senior this year at U of I, um, UIS. Um, I joined Christian Student Fellowship last year. So I was kind of familiar with the organization, but um, you know, coming in, like David said, you stick to the people that you first, you know, form relationships with. So I didn't form a relationship with anybody in CSF. I didn't get that great experience. Um, but I, along the way, learned to step out on my faith, which is why I'm going to share with you guys Mark 10, 29, and 30. It's my favorite verse. Um, I'm going to paraphrase it. Pretty much um, Jesus tells his disciples that if you leave everything for him in the gospel, that he will return everything that you've lost, family, friends, everything, um, with persecution and more. Um, and so that was one of my testimonies this past year. Um, I had to learn that stepping out of my faith was very important, um, but it's also a scary thing to do. Uh, most people don't want to uh, step out of their comfort zone. And for me, um, CSF was there to pick me up. I was um, um, looking for a community of believers, and I did not know that there were so many until I stepped out on my faith and went to CSF. Um, the retreat that we go to is when I, um, my eyes were open, like, oh my goodness, there are so many people around me that love and care, and um, I was able to get baptized there, which was fun. And one of the things we did was zip lining. And zip lining, I've never done, ever. And I was just like, oh my goodness. This is going to be something. 
But it was like a great metaphor to me because the, f the scariest thing about zip lining is that first jump. You just have to take that leap of faith. Like this line is gonna hold me to the end. <laughs> and that was just like one of the things that, that helped me uh, put my faith in perspective. Like it's just that first leap of faith. And so um, after that jump and my jump and coming to CSF, I realized that there are a lot of people around me that care. Um, like Gretchen, like Todd, like like David and Lindsay, um, and everybody around me. So um, I pretty much I'm thankful for all that support CSF and have allowed me to find the community that I've been searching for to help me grow spiritually. And I'm very thankful for that. Um, and I have seen God work in my life and providing these people um, because I'm three and a half hours away from home. So that's another thing. Um, but I'm still here because of God's grace, and that's what I wanted to share with you guys. So thank you uh, for your support and your prayers. It means a lot to us. Um, thank you.